and white at night. We this is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, and the Leafs Radio Network. Looking for a man in front of the net. Granlin was there as it comes back to Yossi again. Over on the near side, Matt Duchesne down low. A shot deflects the rebound. Scores! And I'd love to know the statistic on really stupid penalties that end up resulting in a goal. Because there is a perfect example. Well, I don't often start the show with a thank you. But thank you, Joe Bowen, because now I feel like I could be about as critical as I'd like. Yeah. A boneheaded penalty by Kyle Clifford. Look, there, there's a bunch of things that go into tonight's game. 6-3 is the final for the Predators. They double up the Leafs in Nashville. Goaltending wasn't quite what it's been lately. You didn't get anything out of your second line. The game didn't go the way you want. But we have to start with that penalty. You cannot, cannot, cannot take that penalty there, Kyle Clifford. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and, and you're right. There are many angles. First, give Nashville credit. A very heavy type game. Mm-hmm. They played a big game at home they needed two points i don't think leafs have ever played in nashville on a saturday it, it, it was hopping it was hopping it would have been a fun place to be to tonight uh eric shalgren uh what what was good was good good enough uc saros was phenomenal it's funny this was an insult in the past but i'm going to bring it back it was okay it was just yeah. okay yeah yeah the james <laughs> reimer insult so it, it, probably more than okay whatever but doesn't matter it wasn't the reason they lost the game and that's what you don't want to be talking about anymore Okay, so there, there, there are a couple of positives. You heard Joe and Jim talk about the end. First at the end, boy, when they pulled the goaltender down three, that was a great practice about playing with the goaltender pulled. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'll it's take that happen. all the time. They did score once, but, man, they kept the pressure in the Nashville zone. So good practice for the Leafs elite about, you know, hopefully in a case when you're just one down and you yes. do that. But Kyle Clifford, and we are just talking about great to see him back in the lineup, on the NHL lineup that he'll add the kind of spice that you think you're going to need in the playoffs because you love his physicality and that gives you an option. So you expect him to play games and some games be in the press box. You cannot, and usually it's a kid, it's it's a rookie that all of a sudden that happens. And quite often that could be their death knell, just one mistake. You cannot, as Joe said, you can't take that penalty. And the Leaf momentum was just going. I, I was really impressed against a Nashville team that hasn't lost in when they've had a lead after two periods. Uh, Leafs cut it to one, and we're putting all kinds of pressure. And, you know, and I'm I'm a big Kyle Clifford fan, but that that's the stuff that just says you can't put this guy out there. Now, Sheldon Keefe did after. He did. Because, I'm shocked. <laughs> well, because this game was – they don't give up, but it was lost anyway. He's a veteran. He understands what he did, but, it, it, you know, it just, just is so – so inexcusable in so many fronts. Jeez. Yeah, that's the thing. And and the other part of it, too, is, look, if if a player a little higher up in the lineup does this, I'm not going to say you live with it because if Mitch Marner takes that penalty, I'm killing him for it, too. Like, it's not that anyone gets off scot-free, but right now you're the 12th forward. You just got yourself back in the lineup, and Kyle Clifford can do things for this team. I, I, I mentioned it in the pregame. We were talking about him with Kipper. I was so thankful he was in the lineup for that Jets game. As this game got a little rough, a little tumble down the end, okay, not the worst thing to have him on the bench, but just you you don't have to be a perfect player if, you, you, if you're the 12th forward on a team. You're not that, but you cannot take just, just 
silly penalties like that. It was just, it came at a time of the game when you could not have it happens in the first period. Okay. It's fine. But man, it's just, you gave Nashville life when the Leafs finally had it. And again, I, I think, I think we've kind of both set our piece on it. Now we don't have to make it the entire story of the post game, but it did feel like that was the, that was the final nail in the Leafs coffin, even though they did have some push afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. No, because, and again, just Joe and Jim said it just, they, they Nashville scored and that was it. The, 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 the momentum swing, uh, that was, you know, going the Leafs way was over and, uh, and the Nashville put, put the nails in the coffin. The Leafs kept battling, kept battling. Nashville was the better team tonight. Nashville was. And, um, but yeah, that part's just, it's discouraging. Cause again, we, we, we project towards the playoffs and what you don't want to have happen. And you think there's a role for Kyle Clifford, you know, fourth lines are generally just don't screw up mm-hmm. energy lines, go out there for a relatively short shift, you know, be a little physical if you can. And uh, and then get off. Uh, I I think you bring up a point that you're getting nothing out of your second line tonight. That you're just uh, seeing for after a quiet first period. Austin Matthews, you know, just reemerge from the ashes. You're seeing Mitch Marner. I just wish he would have shot a little bit more a couple times, but having a phenomenal game, and and on and on and on. And uh, so that would be another concern because certainly there was more balance coming from the Nashville forwards. Yeah, there, there was, it felt like the Preds were coming at you in waves and it felt like the Leafs had, I don't know, one and a half waves. It felt like that, that Matthews line, every time they were out there, the ice was tilted in that direction. You loved, loved, loved what you were seeing. And you know, the third line, that checking line, Camp, Mikheyev and Engvall, they're flying, they're doing stuff. You like what you're seeing, but you know, I know they get the, I know I, well, it's not Tavares, it's Marner. Who's probably going to end up getting credit if they haven't officially changed that yet for, for the goal at the end. And I know Tavares is right there, but it's just, once again, you're just not getting enough. There's just not enough pushback. And it feels really easy to say, just, just flip the wingers. I know how good that first line is going and you don't ever want to take for granted. You don't want to mess with that chemistry but you need to get more out of that second line. And Hey, if, if there's another world, if, if there's a world where bumping Alex Kerfoot up there gets it going, okay, great. But we've tried that and that doesn't do anything either. And Kerfoot was back with that line tonight after the Kasha injury and it doesn't do anything. It's just, I feel like you've tried everything possible. You have to flip Nylander and Marner at the, at this point. It just, it, it feels like the, the most obvious move to be made to me. Austin Matthews is Austin Matthews and Mitch is Mitch Marner about creating their own when they're on a line by themselves. Austin Matthews, 10 shots tonight. Pretty good. And he hit two posts. So they don't count as shots, right? You know, like that could have been. And so just that kind of exactly to your point, like he's just going to be, and a lot of it was set up for Mitch. I mean, they're, they're, they're a great duo, but you know, I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that front. I think also maybe because we're going to, you know, hear a lot of leaf wise, but just kind of recap the trades and also an apparent, Mm. uh, apparent, uh, contract extension yeah so uh the deals that they came down today uh so lindholm goes to boston that's for a first two seconds and a roster player i don't know if that player has been named yet stuff is trickling in as we're doing the show here i yeah. promise we'll have much more well, clear- and, and we're talking roster players that are not wow so i yeah, mean yeah. i mean the owen Tippett later was a former first round pick but other ones these roster players are just yeah yeah it's not david pasternak he's yes. not the roster player uh, right. going back and then it looks like uh old uh i'll, I'll give him the mention here old buddy of our cj uh, chris johnson he's reporting looks like eight-year deal at 6.5 million in Boston for Lindholm he wanted that eight-year term all the reports were that you weren't going to get it in Anaheim so uh the Bruins obviously if you're going to give up a first two seconds and a player you, you want a little more than a rental so that's what happened there uh Ducks also this smaller deal uh Nick Deloria going to the wild that's for a third round pick you want to talk about a big boy who plays that Kyle Clifford type role. Uh, Nick Deloria might be the heavyweight champ going right now uh, in the NHL. Of course, Claude Giroux going to the Panthers. That's Owen Tippett and a 2024 first round pick. 
The Panthers are out of first round picks until 2025. They've moved him for Reinhardt, Sherratt, and now uh, Claude Giroux. So uh, we'll see what happens there. And we'll actually, Gord, you and I, We'll actually see it because we've talked about it. We've teased it. It's been like Bigfoot, this myth that's out there. We thought we'd see it Sunday, not tomorrow, but one Sunday from tomorrow, the Leafs and Panthers will play each other. Finally, yeah, finally, home, finally. A rare Sunday night home game for the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Scotiabank Arena. And of course, Sunday, last day of trading deadline, full day. Monday, we'll have trade deadline show. I wonder when, because Bill Armstrong kidded when he was in town last week, the general manager of the Coyotes, that they're the 7-Eleven of GMs. They're open all the time for business. And uh, you got to think certainly Phil Kessel's a no-brainer because he's got an expiring contract, but some more that'll come out of those. So, uh, and again, Leafs, you can't be reactive about one game. We talked about a pregame. Nick Kyrgios was on us. We still think whether it's uh, Mark Giordano or Justin Braun or whatever target there is, there seems to be a defenseman to add that kind of defenseman death, depth. That is a logical target for the Maple Leafs. It's just going to be interesting to see what the market is so the thing i will say about that is i do and i don't know that this player is out there that exists but and we don't know what what it is with any certainty with andre kasha yet but with his history and the way that injury looked i think it is i think it's at least safe to wonder if the team could be missing him for an extended period of time i do wonder if that changes the calculus a little bit you know how much of we have spent the last Two weeks, three weeks saying second line needs to get going. Second line needs to get going. I do wonder if maybe that's something they look at and it's it's no longer a D that's the top issue. And they they say we need a body in there that can kind of play in the in the middle six. I don't know that that player's out there, but I do wonder if the Kasha injury kind of changes the calculus a little. Yeah, they'll know more tomorrow, but it's um Yeah, anyway. I should say I you know, potential injury, nothing clarified, but again, with the history and the way that hit looked, uh, yeah, I don't no, think there's many yeah. people hopeful out there. And then, and then with Jake Muzzin, you're, you're wondering as well. And of course we mentioned Aaron Eckblad got injured the other night, uh, in for Florida, Jack Eichel for Vegas. And, you know, injuries are always a big part. It's maybe a little bit better if that's uh, appropriate to say before trade deadline, cause at least you have a crack at trying to fill, try to fill in some sense, uh, that kind of that kind of void on the ice. Once the trade deadline comes, you can't do it that way. Yeah, we will. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, the trade deadline is Monday at three o'clock, and leading you up to that, it'll be you and I, Gord. We'll be here on Sportsnet five ninety. The fan. I just wanted to pick up on one last thing on the Clifford penalty before we we hear from some of the Leafs here. And this isn't actually about the Clifford penalty. It's about the Philip Forsberg goal that got scored on that power play. I I said it to you right when it happened. To you you mentioned the same thing right back to me. That's a terrible penalty. You cannot have it at that point in the game. You also can't have Philip Forsberg. I mean, you can't have anybody doing this. You can't have a guy as talented as Philip Forsberg getting three, four, five yeah. whacks right at the side of the net. Somebody's got to put him on his butt there. And look, I know Forsberg is a big, strong guy. He's a talented player in this league. That's what playoff hockey is about. And that has been an area that I think people have harped on the Leafs a lot about. And sometimes it's oh, a soft team can't do it. That was a moment that I circled right there and said, that's a playoff play. You're going to have guys getting a ton of wax and you just, you cannot make it that comfy for him right in front of the net. Yeah. And, and that wouldn't be on whether it's uh, Shalgren or Jack Campbell or no. Peter Mrazek. And it was interesting. I thought Mitch Marner made a really good play on the PK that uh, defenseman lost the stick. He got the stick back to the defenseman. And then he got close to in the, in the realm of the play, the bench got handed the stick and he wasn't a, that that's not his play to go down low and be taken Forsberg. And so you get the first uh, Shulgren makes a save. Mm -hmm. Then it appears that he loses it. Well, he loses it because it's whacked five times. Yep. That's not you lose it. It's there and just whacked by the side. And you're right. That that just was it. Even though you're down a man, uh, way, 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 way too much time, space, and everything that Forsberg had. And 
I again, it just seemed a penalty like that though does just take so much life out of you. Like it, it like it like it, it it was like a party killer. It just was like the moment it happened. Even though Leafs are still just down by one, you you really got a sense like you know because you'd already killed you'd killed a number off. Shalgren had a um, unfortunate. Uh, shot the puck to lay a game penalty and well, so you just been through all that and then you go and you just have that and you go, seriously, you know, seriously, it's kind of, I don't know if you're watching basketball today, but that North Carolina yep. player that got kicked out with 10 minutes left, they ended up winning. It was a big upset that they have over Baylor in March madness, but just, you know, one of those you go, seriously, like anyway. Yeah. And that's the thing. We're all sitting here frustrated. You know who feels the exact same way about it? Kyle Clifford, he knows that was a dumb penalty to take. He knows he cannot do that. And he also is aware of his kind of position on this team and knows that you cannot, cannot do those things. Leafs need to get back at it. They will be looking for a bounce back next time they're out after a 6-3 loss on the road in Nashville tonight. We're going to hear from some of the Leafs, some more from Gordon. I will get you set for the NHL's trade deadline on Monday. Plenty still to do. Keep on listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. We're two men and a truck. And we've got lots of men and lots of trucks. Whether you're planning a move to a new home or to a new office down the hall, big or small, we move them all. We even sell packing and moving supplies. But no matter what you need, we'll do it with a smile. With a 96% referral rating and the professionalism you can trust, the choice is simple. So when you're planning your next move, call two men and a truck. Two men and a truck, the movers who care. An ambassador for the Mikey Network. To earn my high school volunteer hours, I learned about CPR and how to use a Mikey defibrillator. And now you can too. The Mikey Younger Heart app is free and provides the kind of knowledge that can help save lives. It's done online and at your own pace. Plus, earn the volunteer hours you need to graduate. Just visit MikeyNetwork.com and download the free Mikey Younger Heart app to get started today. With great rates and value at Subaru's all-weather drive event, is it time to renew the spring driving creed? You better believe it. We shall drive to that must-see place to do that must-do thing without much ado about the weather. We'll wear ski lift tickets on our jackets well into spring, and we will get in our 10,000 steps in Wellington boots if we have to, because that's how we do in a Subaru. Welcome to Uncommon Capability at your local Subaru dealer. Breaking down. What's up? What's up? This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Leafs getting doubled up on the road in Nashville tonight. 6-3 is the final for the Predators. Mitch Marner with a pair of goals. Yes, that's official now. John Tavares not on the score sheet. We thought he got one there at the end. Roman Yossi stole it from him. Uh, So it's Mitch Marner that ends up with a pair. Austin Matthews. Breaking down. What's up? What's up? This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Leafs getting doubled up on the road in Nashville tonight. 6-3 is the final for the Predators. Mitch Marner with a pair of goals. Yes, that's official now. John Tavares not on the score sheet. We thought he got one there at the end. Roman Yossi stole it from him. Uh, So it's Mitch Marner that ends up with a pair. Austin Matthews. 
uh, with one and one there. Uh, they, they lead the way. Once again, it's that line. We keep coming back to it. It is that line. It's a one-line team offensively right now. You need to get more of it. You need to have a little bit of push from other parts of this team. Let's hear from the guy who continues to lead the NHL in scoring here, or goal scoring here is Austin Matthews. Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit flat to start. Um, I thought the second period we kind of got going a little bit. Um, but obviously they win the special teams, uh, you know, the special teams battle, they're able to get one. And, uh, you know, we still fall behind and kind of have to dig ourselves out of a hole. So, um, you know, I thought we did some good things. But, um, you know, I think on the forecheck side of it, we probably didn't forecheck good enough uh, tonight. And uh, they're a team that, you know, plays really well with, uh, you know, the neutral zone and their structure and stuff. It, uh, they didn't don't give you much uh, off the rush. So I think uh, maybe clean up a little bit of the forecheck side of things, but I thought we did some good things and then obviously uh, some stuff that we'd like to clean up. I mean, you never want to see a guy go down like that um, ever. Um, obviously he's had, uh, you know, some tough luck um, you know, in certain situations and he's played some really, really good hockey for us. Um, so, Anytime you see that, you just hope for the best. Um, so it's nice to see he's walking around and uh, feeling uh, okay or as good as uh, you know he can, uh, you know, despite what happened. So I don't know what the kind of end result is, but uh, obviously it's a scary situation to see something like that. Uh, I mean, like I don't, I don't think I need to fall. But like if you're gonna hear about a trade you know like it's not like you're not going to hear about a guy getting traded so i just kind of wait and hear whatever happens and go from there i guess uh i think you know for me i think it just kind of took me a period to get going and um you know even still i felt uh maybe uh just like my timing a little bit off like a uh you know, quarter second off, but, um, you know, I think that's kind of to be expected, but, uh, I think halfway through the game, I kind of started feeling more like myself, um, had some good opportunities. Um, you know, tonight I hit a couple posts, but, um, you know, in all, I think, um, you know, it was a good game for me to get back into. Obviously they're a really good team. They play fast, physical, and, um, you know, I think for me, it's just, uh, it's nice to just jump into a game like that and, uh, kind of have to adapt and adjust and then, um, you know, just go from there. Yeah, it's not easy to do. Um, you know, you're not getting uh, in games, and uh, it's hard to kind of find your rhythm and stuff. But uh, he just comes to the rink every day. He works hard. Um, you know, it doesn't. Uh, nothing really seems to uh, you know get to him. He's always happy, and, and he's always a guy that brings a lot of really good energy to the group and into the locker room. So, um, you know, with that being said, I thought he played well for us tonight. He made some good plays. Um, obviously, his skating is. Uh, you know, really, really good. And uh, when he's moving the puck up ice, um, you know, he's got, he's got his head up quite a bit and he makes good plays. So, um, you know, kudos to him. It's it's not easy to, uh, you know, jump in a game, especially after missing time. Yeah, he's uh, competitive. I mean, he's, um, I think his hockey IQ really jumps out. He's just really smart, um, really smart player. Obviously, um, skis the ice really well. I mean, he's, been a, a top player in this league for for a long time and um you know, i think his resume just speaks for itself so um that's obviously a good addition to uh i think i like that with um 
his experience and uh, obviously his leadership and uh, his skill set. There is Leaf Center Austin Matthews following the six three loss on the road in Nashville. Man, this is uh, this is one of those nights. It's fun to uh, to be on live radio right now. Just tons of stuff happening. Uh, Travis Dermott apparently with a uh, pretty uh, eventful post game. Sounds like a guy who thinks he may be on his way out of Toronto or potentially may have played his last game as a Leaf. And you know we were talking in the pregame about uh, Matthew Knees, that Leafs prospect who hey maybe he ends up coming here. He just scored two goals in the final minute of his college conference championship game. Now his Minnesota team is going to lose that one, but uh, a, a player that you think big uh, highly of having a big, big moment like that uh, in his college career can't hurt. So I uh, just wanted to uh, get in uh, those couple pieces here. We have Luke Fox on the line. He was in all of these scrums. He heard from all the players. Okay, Luke, what is our big takeaway here? I want to ask you about Kyle Clifford's penalty. I want to ask you about Andre Kasha. You have just talked to all the guys. What happened with this Travis Dermott post game? Cause uh, it sounds like he's done as a leaf. Or what are we thinking here? Yeah, you know what? Um, we, we've requested Travis Dermott uh, yesterday and then again this morning, and the Leafs didn't make him available to us. Um, and, you know, there's just feels like there's something in the air here in Nashville, right, with the trade deadline fast approaching. He's heard his name in rumors, um, and uh, we finally got him post game, and he was really candid, really emotional. And a couple times he had to talk about his time with the Leafs in the past tense. Um, I, I think he feels like this is, this is something that's imminent, um, whether it happens in the next, whatever, uh, 48 hours here, or whether maybe it happens in the summer. Um, he, he feels like there's, there's something that, that's going to happen. And, you know, he, he tried to a couple of times to say, you know, it's just hockey. It's part of the business. But, um, you know, as it went on, he, he spoke about, uh, draft day was like a pinch me moment and he couldn't believe he got drafted by his boyhood team uh, and it just uh, what it's meant to him to to wear the maple leaf for five years and it's felt like a dream um, but you know I, I think that there have been signs the fact that he hasn't been able to establish himself in the lineup even when most recently he's played very well um, he's still battling these healthy scratches and the one that I think got to him the most was the Heritage Classic. You know, he's like, I, I have played in one outdoor game, so I understand. But the, those are big events, right? You circle them on the calendar as a player. They mean a little more. He would have had a ton of family and friends at that game, uh, and he didn't make the lineup. You know, he's, he hasn't gained enough trust from these coaches. And I think he's starting to feel like something could happen here. Boy, you know, as much as we talk about trades and free agents and that, you you go back to you you got to keep priming the will, uh, the well, and uh, otherwise you're going to write have to write a will because you're going to be dead. So uh, the, you know, we, we nice save. yeah, nice there we save. go. Thanks. It's, uh, so you you know, again, no no goaltender had been developed, and Michelle Grin's been a novelty for a few games there, but no one you know truly developed after they got drafted, and you know that's why hopefully Sandine and Lilligren can pan out. I mean, here you got Sean Dursey playing the most minutes for the LA Kings the other night. Now he was traded for an asset and Jake Muzzin. So that's not a shot. That's what you, you do when you're, you know, building for the present, but now he's starting to come into his own and, you know, Dermot, just a, just another one. Like, you know, since, since Morgan Riley, you haven't had someone from within get to the next level and, and, and that eventually bites you in the ass. Yeah. And you know what? You, you hope Sandine is, in particular is going to be that guy. Um, there's certainly grooming him to be that guy. He has the confidence um, and he has more trust of the coaching staff right now than, than Dermot has. Uh, and it's just unfortunate. I mean, 
Travis is only 25 years old, right? Uh, I could totally see him um, going to another franchise, getting more minutes, getting a fresh start, feeling like the coach actually believes in him, and this guy finding his groove somewhere else. Like, he's an NHL player. Uh, I, I, I don't think he's, you know, just, just maybe the Leafs are in a position to win now, and for whatever reason, he seems to be the odd guy out. I mean, this guy still has great feet. Um, he, he's, a, he's a smart player. He's willing to play the right side, even though he's a left shot. Uh, I think he's going to make some team happy. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just see what happens because it's uh, a really interesting time of year. But there's, uh, there, there's definitely – uh, an unsettling feeling uh, in, in this build, building today, you know, that players are going out of the way to downplay uh, the looming trade deadline. But, you know, they, they see the news. They see the Atlantic Division just stocking up and, and getting some of these prized rental pieces. Um, you know, this is this is getting into the interesting time, fun time for fans. So, so I think the kind of prevailing wisdom, at least with everyone I'm talking to, and well, let's be honest, it's what I think. So, of course, I think it's the prevailing wisdom heading into this game is if the Leafs need to do anything, it's they need to get a body or two on the blue line. We can quibble about where those guys should slot in, but I think you need reinforcements there. I do wonder with the way the second line has looked as of late and just kind of being invisible for, for too long a stretches and Andre Kasha's potential injury following tonight's game. Do you think there's a world where that the target kind of switches and this team says, maybe we need to get some reinforcements up front? Well, what do you make of that? Oh, no. I mean, I think that has already been a secondary target, right? We know Kyle Dubas poked around at Brandon Hagel, and then you, you look at the price that yeah, no thanks. Julian, <laughs> Julian Breezebaugh paid for it, and you're kind of like, okay, I understand why you dropped out of that those sweepstakes. Um, I, I firmly believe that the number one priority is still a defenseman. Uh, you know, we know that they're around Mark Giordano. They're exploring Jacob Middleton out of San Jose. I'm sure that, you know, they've called about Justin Braun and Philly. Like they're, they're poking around defensemen. I think that's still number one, but I would, I would agree with you that, that the secondary um, uh, target, I guess, would, would be someone um on the wing, uh, you know, uh, another forward. And you, you see that very frightening um, collision with Andre Kasha, and he's he's crawling on his knees and going off. And then all of a sudden you think, like, just how – what a big hit, you know, whether it's Kasha or someone else. If someone uh, isn't able to play in the playoffs, um, how thin all of a sudden it feels up front there. You know, Kasha had a three-game goal streak coming into this one. Uh, and so, yeah, I think certainly that they're they're going to explore. But as is the Dubas way, I, I think it's going to be more try and find the bargain type guy um, to come in and see if he can't, you know, scoop someone up for cheap, kind of like the way he did with Alex Galchenyuk last year and ended up being in the top six in the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's two moves. So a move you do control, and I, I was one thinking maybe it's something worth trying to now. I think they really have to move Mitch Marner with John Tavares. I think I know you have a great one line going, but you got to get two lines going. And uh, he had his best year, and uh, I'm not saying he'll get 47 goals again or whatever it may be, but you got to get two lines going. And, and, and he isn't going like we expected. No, and I mean, he looks so good um, alongside Michael Bunting and Mitch Marner. Right in those two games when Austin Matthews was suspended, and it it what was interesting to me is that Sheldon Keith um, yesterday said, you know, maybe that's something we'll use down the road. Kind of like he, he made note of it and is open to it. I think there's a, a bit of a delicate balance here where 
you have um, a guy going for the rocket and the heart, and he's scoring basically a goal a game, like just insane. Uh, I'm going to take your best playmaker away from, from you. I'm going to split up the hottest line in hockey. Like that is, that's a tricky thing to do. And I understand, you know, you want, you want balance, but I think there's, it's, it's a hard thing for a coach to, to look uh, Austin Matthews in the face uh, in the season he's having and take away his, his greatest setup man. It does almost feel like he's been sitting there going, oh, they just cooled off a little. I could do it. It'd be an easier yeah. sell. Um, one last thing I wanted to touch on before we let you go. Uh, we mentioned that the Leafs were in on Hagel before that deal. Of course, there is some rumor that Flurry was potentially part of that conversation as well. Uh, Bloom coming a little bit off the rose with Shalgren tonight. Do we think goaltending's at all in play for this team? I, I don't see the guy out there that moves the needle for them, but, but where are you at? Yeah, I, I honestly think it's it's slipped down the list to, to maybe third priority. Um, I, I think they're going to just have to, to roll the dice with, with what they have. Um, but we'll see. Like, I don't know if there's any obvious upgrades uh, outside of Flurry. And right now, Chicago seems pretty firm on asking for a first. And Do seems firm on uh, not giving up a first for someone without terms. So um, we'll see where this game of chicken goes. But... Uh, I will say one positive sign is Sheldon Keefe just told us that Jack Campbell skated um, for the first time yesterday. So, uh, you know, it, it would be too much to expect him to be a full participant in practice next week. But this fact that he's actually strapping the blades back on, hopefully uh, he's had a little bit of a mental reset along with letting the rib heal. And uh, they'll roll with him and Mrazek. And now they find out that they got a guy in Shalgren that they can go to in a pinch too. Yeah, that's uh, that seems to be the way I, I would handle it as well. Uh, Luke, no fun tonight in Nashville. Okay. No fun at all. Thank you for uh, jumping on with us, bud. I will not promise that. Okay. All right. Hey, <laughs> hey that's a good friend. Cause he doesn't want to lie to us. Cause that's what he would be doing. Uh, if he said that, uh, there he goes. Luke Fox, jukebox, always, always love, uh, getting him on with this post game. I want to hear some of this post game. Uh, I want to hear from you. Gord Stellick got to step aside before we do that. Keep on listening. It's Leafs nation post game on Sportsnet five, nine of the fan. The Leafs get doubled up on the road in Nashville. 6-3 is the final for the Predators. Uh, the two big pieces of news kind of coming out of this game, one during it and one post-game. I'll start with the uh, the the news from the game. Andre Kasha taking a really nasty hit, and I don't mean nasty in terms of, you know, malicious or anything like that. It's just a terrible collision with Matt Duchesne. Uh, he was able to get off the ice on his own power, so you absolutely like to see that, but given uh, his concussion history and, quite frankly, the way he looked after taking that hit uh you're worried 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 uh, about him there piece of news coming out of the post-game audio is travis Dermott. uh all all intentions from all reporters make it sound like that's a guy who thinks he's played his last game uh, as a leaf or potentially could by the deadline so obviously you know we'll see what happens there but those are the kind of two uh big p oh and you know this is always an important piece of news austin matthews adds to his uh, goal total uh, which always matters but yeah those are the uh those are my three keys following the game you have your three keys to victory there's my three keys post game well and and Stuart Percy was the other defenseman I was thinking about that didn't <laughs> pan right, out a first right. round pick. Just saying about if Travis Dermott, you know, leaves his Leafs, just the inability. We got Sandine and Lilligren still as first round picks that hopefully can stay. So 
Philip Forsberg reached that all-time goal total tonight. And Nashville's had this history of not being able to draft forwards. They've drafted unbelievable in defense, not just Roman Yossi, but one reason they made the Seth Jones trade was they needed a good, great forward. Yeah. So they got Ryan Johansson. They drafted Shea Weber. They drafted Ryan Suter that are playing with other teams. So to put it in context, so Philip Forsberg is from Jim Ralph and son, Jesse, They're okay. the father-son team. Okay. So he reached 211 goals in 546 games, Philip Forsberg. Okay. Matthews is 245, which is 34 more goals in 391 games. So he's got 34 more goals in about a, a less than uh, less than 150 games less than that. So you're talking the all-time Nashville leading goal scorer of all time. I know they're not original 16. And the kind of clip that Austin Matthews is scoring on since he started his NHL career. Just incredible. Incredible. And again, uh, courtesy Jim Ralph. So, uh, and good, Jesse. And Jesse. And Jesse. Uh, so good job by, by them there. It is funny. Did you catch who Forsberg passed? For the all-time goal list in Nashville, so well, who's don't tell me two? it was David Legwand. It, it? it was David Legwand, and see, that's, that's the all guy. I can think. And here's the thing: David Legwand had a great NHL career. And he was no. a good player and all that. I don't know about great. He good. can't. He can't be your your franchise's all-time goal scoring leader. And now, from from now on, they never have to worry about it. And you're going to see a picture of Philip Forsberg looking like an oil baron with that mustache of his. Okay, so all you all you men, women, and kids at home, okay. if you if you're bored. Uh, or just want the help, just for the hell of it. Um, write an all-time, all-time team for. Let's leave Seattle out of it. Sure, thirty-one teams because you you can include Vegas. They've yeah. been so an all-time Vegas's team. Vegas's team might be better than some people's. Teams. One goaltender, two defensemen, and three forwards. Like yep. just all-time. And the worst forwards are Nashville. Has to be right. They are. They're absolutely the worst because we have been through this exercise before. They they are the worst all-time forwards. And uh, you got to keep him in position too, okay? Because uh, you can you can't put three centers in the wing. But anyway, it's an interesting, fun exercise. Maybe not fun. Maybe depressing if you have all yeah, that time to do it. You're a Predators fan, it is. But yeah, yeah. So just uh, you you try to do that. Just says that. Yeah, because I guess even the even the Coyotes, you can cheat and give them Timo Solani and, and all all types of those those guys. So yeah, even yeah. even them. Even that, the Atlanta Thrashers, oh, man. which are now the Winnipeg Jets. The Atlanta Thrashers, a soft soft spot for many, many people. Uh, the Leafs, not with a uh, soft spot. A bit of a soft game, to be quite frank. 6-3 uh, is the final. Oh, I better not say that. I'm going to get in trouble just like Sheldon Keefe. All yeah. right. 6-3 is the final in Nashville. Predators doubling up the Leafs. The big piece of news coming from the Leafs up next the NHL's trade deadline. That's Monday. Gord, you and I will be back. Uh, can't wait to do the show 12 to 3 right here on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Thanks so much to the guys behind the glass, but most importantly, thank you for listening. It's been Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan.